0: I would feel it, find my target, and I'd drill it. More than a weapon in the right hands. Feel you're not part of my plan. I was created for things much bigger, load me up and in- What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Company Outdoors podcast. I am your host, Ben Pancary. I am sitting in my bedroom with my phone, show notes, podcast recorder by myself. I'm not going to lie, a little bit nerve-wracking to do this for the first time, but uh, hopefully everything goes well. You guys will have to let me know what you think of audio quality background noise things like that this is honestly my very first attempt at a podcast um we'll jump right into it here episode number 1 i just want to give you guys a little bit of background on myself um my family how i got to this point what the what the goals are and you know hopefully where we're going to take it from here I am born and raised in Idaho, uh, just outside Idaho Falls. Idaho is where I grew up, and I still live in a small town in Idaho, which is like the best thing in the world. I don't know how you could beat it. Um, I do enjoy traveling and going, hunting, doing things in other states, and I've done quite a bit of that, but most of what I do stays right here at home. It's pretty hard to beat. I don't know why you'd go anywhere else when you have all this cool stuff in your backyard. Um, I'm in my 30s. I guess you could say late 30s at this point, which to some people may sound depressing, but honestly, for me, it's it's probably the best time of my life so far. Um, My family's great. I have four kids and I'm married I'm probably in the best shape that I've been in yeah, since I, I don't know my early 20s maybe was a 15 year smoker quit got on a workout program whole foods diet and I've lost a bunch of weight I'm back to hiking in the backcountry and doing things that I had goals set for and I'm I'm achieving my goals, um, probably even going one step further. I'm, I'm going above and beyond the goals that I set, which is cool. It's been really exciting. Um, this podcast is going to concentrate mostly on hunting and fishing. That's, that's going to be the big, um, the big two, but you know, all things outdoors. I hope to dive into, to, just the hiking aspect of things, motorsports in the outdoors. I mean, there's so much stuff that we all, you know, we all enjoy and we all want to go do. And especially here in Idaho or in the West. I mean, it's just, it's so easy to go do all these things. I come from a background of everything. I grew up in an ag community. I mean, I was outside all the time every everything was outdoors when i was 12 years old i started hunting with my dad mostly waterfowl um the waterfowl hunting then was insane i don't know that it'll ever be back to what it was then but it was i mean it was phenomenal hunting and it became addicting that kind of drove everything that I do now, I mean, that's what sparked the, you know, sparked the fire that I deal with on a daily basis now, um, I don't know, when I was in my mid-teens, I started hunting big game with my grandpa, shot my first deer, um, I was always into sports, football, basketball, ran some track, um, but most of all, I rode motorcycles, like, that was the biggest deal was riding dirt bikes, and i I did everything from on the track to sand riding single track trails. We rode a lot of single track trails, my dad, my brother, a um, bunch of my friends. So you know I've kind of seen all aspects of outdoors, about that same age. Beginning of my teens, I started doing some backpacking with uh a family friend of mine, and it started out very small when I was younger, like a I think a two or four mile hike the first time, and then we just stepped it up from there and ended up doing twenty five miles and fifty miles, and by the time I was in my mid to late teens, I did one in the Bob Marshall wilderness and I would have to double check these numbers. That was a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure well, somewhere around a hundred miles and yeah, I mean in some of the most beautiful and insane country that I've ever seen in my life, grizzly country too. But I mean fishing on the white river, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's almost no way to describe the Bob Marshall wilderness It just, most of it just takes your breath away. Uh, Montana's got some really cool stuff like that. Um, from that point on, I kind of, you know, I guess I moved more into motorsports, started racing motocross a little more competitively. Um, I was never really good. I was never really fast, but I had a passion for it, and that's what I did for quite a while. Um, And then I would say in my mid-20s, the waterfowl hunting definitely escalated. I went from hunting on the water mostly to doing a lot of field hunting, a lot of large decoy setups, I guess you could say, shooting a lot of Canada geese, um, fields full of ducks when we could find them. And the motorsports thing progressed. I did a lot of tractor pulling for several years. Did some dirt drags. Kind of high adrenaline stuff. And then when that kind of started to fade away, the motocross injuries and stuff kind of slowed me down there and and having a family, having kids. It uh, really makes you kind of think about things in a different way. So, I slowed down a little bit, motorsports wise, and and started chasing big game hunting some more. And I actually picked up a bow and started doing a little archery hunting. And once I got a taste of hunting elk during archery season, it was pretty much all downhill from there. I mean, it uh, or uphill, I guess in a lot of archery hunting scenarios, <laughs> steep hills, big hills, places I never thought I'd go. Um, chasing bulls in the rut is just... It's an, it's an extreme high for me, and I think it is for a lot of people. And it just... Once once you do it, you can't... It's almost like you can't not do it. You have to do it. So it's... it's I, I dove into that. And... I mean... I've been doing it ever since. It's it's something that I pretty much I I quit putting in for Idaho bull tags, um, rifle tags anyway. I drew one several years ago, shot a three hundred inch bull, and since then I haven't been able to draw one. And it and it it I don't know the odds just went down so far that it finally got to where I would rather just go archery hunting. I mean it's 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 just too, it's just too much fun, that's all there is to it, you get in the middle of a bunch of cows, or, you know, you got that bull standing 30 yards away in a standoff with you, and you didn't draw when you should have, and you're waiting for that opportunity, and that opportunity never comes, and it's just, it's all, when you're close quarters like that, bull elk, it's just, you just can't beat it, so it's, it's something that I, I Basically, started doing every year, and I probably will do every year, regardless of tags. I I, I don't even think I'll put in much anymore on this hunt. Archery elk, um, that seems to be the one that I just can't shake, that I can't get rid of. Um, you know, and so there's mostly the background of me up until this point. I don't do a lot of motorsports stuff anymore, I've really I really concentrated my hobbies on on hunting, fishing. Um you know, it's it's you get older and you have a family and all of a sudden you have to pick your hobbies because you can't do everything anymore. And hunting and fishing just pretty much took over. Um I involved my kids. Probably not as much as I should have up to this point, but I am working on that more and more all the time doing some fishing. Um, we live real close to the South Fork of the Snake River, so that makes it really easy. Um, we do a bunch of fishing there, you know, shooting. They like to be around when I shoot my bow and hopefully I'll get a couple of my kids going on archery this winter. Um, guns and my wife just started hunting. That's been a, Recent development in the last two years, which has been one of the coolest developments ever, and she actually drew a super hard-to-get bull tag, one of ten tags this year. She drew one, and my nephew drew one. So two out of the ten tags came to my family in an area that I'm actually really familiar with. So that could be a whole lot of fun. We'll have to see how that goes. But my wife will be – she she hunted – she shot some geese last year, did a little bit of waterfowling, but she's – I mean – Especially with big game. First time hunter, um, it's gonna be a heck of an experience. It I I'm excited. There's no there's there's no other way to describe it. It'll be cool. Um we'll have ten days straight of just doing our thing and hopefully she can be successful on that hunt, kinda get a taste of what it's all about. Putting meat in the freezer and being in the backcountry It, it's uh you know, something that hopefully my whole entire family will get to where we can all enjoy together. You know, I, we did our first scouting trip this year for elk here about a week ago, and most productive scouting trip I've ever had, by far. Lots of bulls, lots of bucks. Um, ran into a bunch of cows too, which is really what we were hoping to find for archery, because in my opinion, you find the cows, you'll find the bulls eventually we hiked in on a motorcycle legal trail single track trail which was great for hiking you know generally the single track motorcycle trails are a little wider it's good walking not not big steep poles um did run into some guys on some bikes and you know stopped and talked to them a little bit great country i mean we could you could see a lot of this, you know, a lot of where the trail was. And so you'd, you'd know these guys were coming from a long ways away, but you know, one thing I want to point, point out through this whole adventure that I'm taking myself on here is, is, uh, I've had some friends in the past and stuff that have had trouble with the hunting aspect of things versus the motorsports aspect of things or, You know, sometimes they involve each other. I mean, there's a lot of guys side by sides, four wheelers and, you know, using, using those kind of things to get, to gain access to the places that they want to go. But sometimes these people don't get along and it's going to be my goal to kind of show everybody that you can. Um, At this point, in my opinion, I guess we kind of have to, it's just, there's, there's, there's too many things now trying to work against us all as far as motorsports or hunting or just the outdoors in general. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's places that they want to shut down access to and places they don't want us to hunt anymore or places that they don't, you know, they don't want us to ride motorcycles or four wheelers. There's a time and a place for everything. I don't believe it should be everywhere, but I, I do believe that the trails that we have open to motorized stuff, I'm a huge fan of. They need to stay that way. Um, and I think from a conservation standpoint, whether you're hiking, hunting, you know, using a ATV side-by-side to, to get to where you want to go, or you're just out pleasure-riding or whatever, there's no reason from a conservation standpoint that we all can't get along and have the same goals and you know if if we're donating to those kind of things th- there's no reason we can't you know donate to the same cause which is just keeping the accessibility making it so that we can continue to do all this stuff in the future that's one of you know that's one of my main goals here i mean i like i said i i've i've seen it from every aspect from hiking trips where i'm not hunting where i'm just totally in it for the scenery or hiking my butt off while I'm hunting. Um, you know, I've been the guy on the motorcycle or I've been the guy that's had something spooked by a motorcycle. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, we, we all have to learn to just kind of do this deal together. Um, it's, I think we got a long road ahead of us. There's, a lot of negative and there in the last couple of years here there's also been a lot of positive. It's it's been there's been a lot of work done that's that's going to hopefully continue to let us do these types of things. But I think everybody is even if they don't see it that way, I think we're all in the same playing field and we we got to learn how to share that playing field. Um you know on the conservation side of things that's another thing that I hope to to kind of push myself. Um, I do have a website. It's www.badcompanyoutdoors.com. And we've got some apparel up on there. Hopefully in the future you know, we'll have some articles. This podcast will be on there. But on the apparel side of things, one of my goals is to, is to do a a conservation series of shirts slash hoodies working with some of these organizations that do support all the things that we want to do. I think that Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is a good one. I think organizations like Ducks Unlimited are good ones. I'm going to have to get together with some of my buddies and because I'm kind of out of the loop on the motorsports end of things, but we will definitely pin one of those down. And the goal is to have a conservation series of shirts and hoodies where every shirt or hoodie that you buy a certain percentage of that sale goes to that organization. And this isn't just a one shot deal. It's a permanent deal. I mean, it's, it's something that I want to start and we'll say every month or I don't know every quarter, maybe we'll design a new shirt, you know, put it into the conservation series going towards backcountry hunters and anglers or ducks unlimited or whatever it may be and those organizations get that percentage and we're kind of using that money to fuel you know what we want to continue doing so hopefully that's a hopefully i can find some success in that find find a place where i feel like i can contribute you know to the whole big scheme of things and really make a difference. I mean, in the past, I've done what I can. I mean, I've been involved in DU and, and, uh, backcountry hunters and anglers and, you know, all these, quite a few of these organizations. And even if I haven't been a member or been involved, I mean, I've, I've, I've helped out with a lot of things, um, service projects, whatnot. I mean, it all, it all counts. It all, it all will make a difference hopefully someday. And so if, if the conservation series of apparel works out, I will, I'll feel really good about it. That'll kind of give me the warm fuzzies, I guess. Um, you know, as far as the hunting and the podcast plans, I, the podcast I think here for a while is going to, I'm going to have some interesting guests. These are going to be people that To some are well known, but to the vast majority of people, they're probably not going to know them. But these people are successful at what they do in the outdoors. And by successful, I mean from a competitive standpoint, and or from a hunting standpoint, or even just finding the maximum amount of pleasure in what they're doing. Um even even from a conservation standpoint. These these people have figured it out. They know they know what they're doing. Um, some of them push their limits, you know, even to the extremes. But these people are successful in what they're doing. Um, I think it'll be really interesting some of these people are kind of like myself and have they have a point of view from just about every side of the spectrum because they've experienced it all which is what I want I want I want people that have seen it from all sides and kind of support all sides and you know make it for make it easy for everybody to relate to I'm going to have Another scouting trip coming up here in a couple of weeks that I'm not even sure is going to work out because I got called for jury duty. So if jury duty ends up going through, obviously I don't have a choice. I won't be going on the scouting trip. Hopefully a couple of uh, the other guys in my group will. And then after that, three weeks I think after that, we will jump right into archery season. My podcast setup is mobile, so I'm going to take all this stuff with me. And the plan is to kind of give updates on what's going on in the backcountry as far as what the elk are doing, what the water situation is. I mean, it's been kind of a dry year. You know, around here, we've actually been getting some rain the last couple days. Right in this vicinity of where I live, it's as far as being dry, it hasn't been terrible. We don't have the reservoir water that we really need, but we we've been getting the rain. And so I'm on, on my scouting trip here a week ago. Everything was really green. I mean, even 9,600 feet where we camped and it, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, whether things were going to be super dry or what, but it's, it's, they had gotten actually a fair amount of rain the day before we got there. And the trail was wet. There was standing water. I mean, the grass is green everywhere. Lots of it. Everything was green. It, it's, not anything was trying to dry out at all, and this is, you know, the last week in July. So I think that's a good sign. But anyway, we'll we'll kind of give a report on what's going on in the backcountry um, with the elk rut, how things are progressing in the area that we're hunting, which we're just going to say is southeast Idaho. I mean, I'm never going to come out on this podcast and say, oh, we're hunting, here, I'd, I'd be surprised if I ever even honestly gave you a unit. Um, I, I mean, I'll give a general area in Idaho so that, you know, other people listening, out-of-staters and things like that, because I'm not against that kind of thing at all, you know, so that people can listen in and, and kind of see how different parts of the state state is, is doing. You know, we do bounce around with a couple different groups of guys, and um, we get to see a lot of country and so it's it'll be nice to kind of have those reports going on from everywhere i'm not sure yet if i'm going to do weekly or bi-weekly i'll be hunting four days a week archery thursday friday saturday sunday every weekend in archery so all of september and it might be kind of tough to squeeze a podcast in every every single trip i want to try but I don't know. We might go bi-weekly. Might be kind of hit, hit and miss here for a bit. I just don't, I'm, I'm new to this. I don't, I don't know what to, don't know what to expect of it yet and don't want to make any guarantees, but we will be, we will be doing more, you know, at least, at least bi-weekly, I would say. Um, We'll kind of get through hunting season. I might squeeze one in That's what I'm going to try to do if I can get my guests lined up and get my, our schedules to work. I'm going to try and squeeze one in that's like not hunting related or at least not all about this season or that particular trip that I just went on. Something to kind of break it up. And so, you know, that, that might make it a little easier for me to do, kind of do the bi-weekly thing while we're hunting. Um, there's going to be a lot of hunting. Like I said, four, all four weekends in September, archery hunting, um, four days at a time. And then I'll go right from the last week of archery into my wife and my nephew's hunt, which is October one. And it actually runs till the 14th, I believe. But we're going to hunt the first 10 days. Um, one because of schedule and two, because it's just been my past experience that those first 10 days in October, especially probably the first five days in October, or when they're just still going nuts. This is going to be my first time ever. I, I, I've been on some hunts with some guys that that were that had hunts this time of year, but it's it's going to be my first time ever being directly involved in a hunt that is a rifle hunt with bugle and bulls, which should change everything. It should make things mm, let's just say real interesting this this last scouting trip we went on we've seen somewhere between 20 and 25 bulls so i think this area is strong with bulls only i think four that i can remember were raghorns after that the other 20 or so bulls were were at least branch antler bulls um i couldn't believe it it was it was it was a bull rich environment so hopefully the rifle hunt in this area is going to be awesome too. I mean, it'll be it'll be a lot of time in the hills and a lot of camping and a lot of a lot of a lot of prep time, especially food meals. Um and along with the meals, I guess I should also mention that it's our future plan to make freeze dried slash dehydrated meals for the backcountry that are healthy i have a good friend of mine that's got some experience in this field um i've started gaining as much experience as i can there's a lot of meals out there that i mean they're they're great tasting meals and everything but they're not especially good for you and you know this whole health kick that i've been on quit smoking working out getting on a whole foods diet I kind of started to notice with some of those backcountry meals that if I'm going on a super lightweight trip, eh, you you eat these certain meals, you know about day three, you start to slow down. You don't feel all that great, uh, and it's because of what's in them. So it's our goal to start making these meals and selling them that are a healthy alternative for the backcountry. Um, Calorie heavy, including all your fats and everything. I mean, this is going to be a holistic type deal, to where you're getting everything you need. Because especially if you're running hard in the backcountry, you know that 3,000, three thousand, thirty two hundred calories a day is usually my goal, and yeah, sometimes that's hard to do, especially you know weight versus nutrition. But we're gonna we're gonna try and we're going to we're going to try and handle all that so that it's kind of the perfect package of stuff. We've been testing some meals. I took some with me on my scouting trip. It all worked out fantastic. The recipes were great. Um everything reconstituted good. It was there's there's a few little things we could tweak, but we're getting there. So hopefully by hopefully by this fall I'm saying I don't know September end of September October I it's it's gonna be busy but hopefully somewhere in there we've we're we're starting to sell some meals so and we'll when we get that far we'll we'll put them up on the website and you know we'll we'll make them available to people telling that they're out there and even if it's only a couple that's better than nothing and I I think it'll be stuff that I think it'll be stuff that people re- really enjoy that's the goal anyway. Um, yeah, meals just looking at my show notes here. This is the first go-around of this, so I'm trying to make sure I cover everything. Um, I already mentioned the website, www.badcompanyoutdoors.com. Go take a look at the apparel. There is an email form on there. Let us know what you think. Um, shop around. Get the word out help support us in the podcast if you if you know us already and you're listening to this one thank you we appreciate it it's probably going to be a long slow road but that's okay i'm i'm just going to keep plugging away this is something that i told myself that i would not fail at and i won't i'll just keep pushing and tweaking and and doing everything i can until it works out the way I want it to, but I think I got a good group of people behind me, um, friends and family that support what I'm doing. And it's, you can already kind of see it gaining a little bit of momentum. So we'll just keep going from here and kind of try and put all the pieces of the puzzle together. But, you know, apparel sales off that website stuff, that's going to help fund the podcast, the meals, the everything. Um, It'll, it'll just, Help us out, and we appreciate it. Go look at it. Share it. Get it out there. Um, Do what you can to help us. I think this about wraps up today. The last thing that I want to do is I want to throw out some thank yous. I feel like I could not have done this without the support of some certain people. And first and foremost, probably being my wife. Um, she is a trooper. She's kind of been with me through this whole thing. I've been talking about doing something like this for years. Years and years. And I, I always had excuses. I always let something get in the way. And whether it was money, time, job, just whatever. It, I, I always had a reason not to. And... Out of the blue, she kind of is the one that told me, hey, I think it's time. You know, she said, you've kind of restructured your life and the fitness thing and and the way I'm scheduling my hunts and my scouting trips. I mean, I'm, I'm doing all this long time in advance now, which I never used to do, so that everybody's prepared for it. And I just started tinkering with things, and she said, I think now's the time, and so I finally bit the bullet and just did it. And it's it's been several months now of a real slow process of putting this all together. But I would say it probably finally got started because of her. I've been able to come up with the time to do it because of her and the cash... Because of her, she sacrificed some things, and I've sacrificed some things to kind of make it work. And, I mean, she's just, she's supported me. She's helped me in every aspect of it, and so I have to tell her thank you. Um, Number two would be my dad. Without my dad kind of showing me the way into the outdoor industry, that's that's where the whole background comes from. I mean, my dad's been on top of Bell Mountain. I believe he's been on top of the Grand Teton, I believe. Um I started riding motorcycles because of my dad. I started waterfowl hunting because of my dad. My dad was all things outdoors. He was he's an agronomist. So he was a field man here in Idaho, and I mean, I grew up walking spud fields with my dad. I mean, it's, I was outside all the time. It's, and it, and that's all, that was all based around him. Um, still one of my very best friends to this day. The guy that I call for advice, even about this stuff, but you know, just somebody that I keep in touch with almost on a daily basis. It's still all about hunting and motorsports, And I mean, it's just, that's what drives us and our relationship and so if it I said if it wasn't for him I I never would have found this passion I never would have you know he introduced me to it and I I owe him for that I'm very grateful and I'm hoping to pass it on to my kids the same way that that he was able to pass it on to me um third would be my buddy Bo Beatty You guys, a lot of you, I I imagine, have heard Bo's name, Wilderness Ridge Trail Llamas. Uh, Bo is a very good friend of mine. Has been for a lot of years. He, the dude's just a trooper. I don't know how else to say it. He, He supports me in everything that I do, and I support him as well. But he, you know, I run my ideas past him. Bo is, is... One of the smartest businessmen I've ever run into. One of the hardest working guys I've ever run into. Um, I run my ideas past him. He gives me an honest opinion. He's always willing to help, even as busy as he is. Man, he just he's he's been there for me a lot of times when I needed it. Um, I hope I've been there for him a lot of times when he's needed it. You know, Bo and Kirsten, their whole family, their whole. Like I said, wilderness ridge trail llamas, the whole thing over there has just been a huge positive in my life, and so I I appreciate it. Um Marshall Anderson is kind of Bo's right hand man. He is also another big player. I mean Marshall kind of keeps me motivated and keep me keeps me going. He's a lot younger than I am, and I don't know. He's probably got a lot more energy than me, but <laughs> he he seems to just support all my ideas, and so it's always nice to to run into Marshall over there and, and you know, he's always got something positive to say about what I'm doing that kind of keeps me going. And I appreciate that. Uh, you know, last but not least, my crew of guys that I'm hunting with, um, one of them I work with when we start doing videos and stuff on social media, you'll probably see all these people. Um, Russ, My nephew Ryan, I call him Junior, Josh Baker, you know, these guys that are putting in the work, man. We're just these guys just grind it. It's 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 been a long road getting here, like I said. And whether it's something, you know, on the hunting aspect of things that these guys obviously are wanting to do for themselves, or whether it's just something helping me out with what I'm trying to do. These guys are, they're in it to win it, man. They're just, they're always there for me, and and they've been a huge part of what I'm doing. You know, I, I bounce ideas off of these guys all the time, and they always have input that's thats good input. And so, I appreciate you guys. I hope you know that. Um, and thanks to all of you that are listening on this first one. This is kind of a, I don't know, kind of an emotional deal, like I said. A little nerve wracking. I'm I never thought I'd be nervous talking by myself and anybody that knows me, talking's usually not the problem. <laughs> it's uh Yeah. It's it's more nerve wracking than I thought. It's honestly I've I've put a lot into it and I hope you know, I hope I get out of it the equivalent. But either way, it's gonna be a good journey. So there it is. That's who we are. That's where we came from. Uh, that's our goals and, and, you know, where we intend to go from here with the whole setup. Um, find us on social at Bad Company Outdoors Official on Instagram, Bad Company Outdoors on Facebook. Follow us. Like I said, go check out the website www.badcompanyoutdoors.com. Let us know what you think, leave comments, you know, tell me about the audio, good, bad or ugly, I need to hear it and I don't know, I'll take all the input and we'll uh, we'll look forward to episode number two. Alright, thanks guys.